Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Chris Williams, Chris. Chris Hassel, two guys named Chris, presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is Thursday, the 15th of June. We are um, ready to go. U.S. Open. First um, tee off is in like 15 minutes, so we won't spend too much time on this as it will greatly date the program. I love it when you date things. I really do. I just love it. Well, I mean, we got to talk about it. It's a huge sporting event. It's all you're going to do all weekend. It's not like you're going to go out and be a productive member of society. You're just going to sit there and scratch your ass. Yeah, I'm going to just sink into my couch. And it's prime time, baby. Since it's on the West Coast, this is going to be late golf. Prime That's time good. golf. Love it when that happens. I do want to, for our live viewers, uh, get out there and uh, put your bets in via Circa. Uh, Aiden did a really good thing for us yesterday. I was I asked him to go and do comps of all the other sports books, and um, it was incredible to see the difference in um, odds that you can get betting golf with Circa. So go out. Don't forget that. You can do that all weekend. If you're listening to this, they've already teed off. They update it throughout the weekend. So you're not going to miss your chance. In fact, I actually think it's maybe even smarter. It's really hard hassle to pick, to just pick a guy out of the field. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really, really, I've, really I've actually had quite a bit of success betting live lines like after round three. There you go. Because then you'll have, you know, a handful of guys who really are in position to win it. A handful of guys might be big names that could make a run on Sunday and factor in. And it's, I I feel like, I mean, if you go for, if you go for a long shot, like say you take somebody that's 80 to one today, that person could be 
within two shots of the league going into Sunday, and they're still going to be like 40 to 1. There's mm-hmm. still going to be long odds. So, I mean, I, I just feel like you can jump in a little bit later and still get great value. And that, that's what I, just, I like about it. I just made a bet this morning. Um, Circa had... I get it that he's aging and hasn't won in a while. But for Phil Mickelson to make the top 20, it was plus 800. I've heard a lot of people say that they think Phil could factor in this week. I I put 10 bucks on that. Plus 800 to be in the top yeah. 20. Every other sports book I found, the highest that I could find was 450. Circa had it at 800. I got Phil a few years ago when when he won his last major because he was so old. Again, the odds were stacked against him and I got him in like the third round at 40 to 1. And he ended up winning that thing. So yeah, take a look at those live golf odds. And if you know if you're sitting there on a Saturday or Sunday morning, check out the odds before they tee off, because uh, it it, it makes things interesting too, and you can get some really good value. That's the way to do it. He is Chris Hassel. I'm Chris Williams. Matt Van Winkle producing today's program as always, as is Aiden Wyatt. I did want to lead real quick just on golf, and this is kind of an evergreen thing, but. Hassel, I've been reading all this stuff because the guys have had press conferences right out in California this week on just the whole separation of or the whole PGA Tour live thing. I want to read one quote from Dustin Johnson. This is to ESPN that he gave yesterday. He says, quote, everything I've heard, they're still working on a full schedule for next year, referring to live. The rest of the this year in 2024 is going to be the same as far as I know. After that, you know as much as I do. Um, I saw, I think it was Bryson DeChambeau talk about the AFL-NFL merger or whatever um, from before our time. I And it kind of just hit me. Last night I was just reading all this stuff on my iPad that, man, we are in the middle of like a massive historic sports story here, if you think about it, as long as the PGA Tour has been around. Um, this is professional sports and it, I guess like maybe I got caught up if I'm being honest in the whole, I don't even know if I want to say politics of it, but the tribalism of, Oh, I'm a PGA guy or I'm a live guy or whatever. And you kind of just, it kind of like turned into a little game, but when you sit back and you read this stuff and we look at one of the oldest sports in the world, which is golf, very popular or across the world. And we really have no idea what professional golf is going to be in two years. And if you, you know, you just have to kind of take a step back and look at it from a macro view. It, we're really living in a fascinating time. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the the PGA Tour guys, including Commissioner Monahan, um, they'll tell you that this isn't the merger that it has been reported to be. That the PGA Tour is still going to be in control of things. That the Saudis, yeah, they're they're. They're going to have a hand in it, but they're not going to have control. So I, I, it's so weird though. You, as you point out, that we just don't know what it's this is going to look like. Like or when when this first came out, I was thinking, my God, are we going to see Rory McIlroy like playing in a live event? <laughs> are they yeah, you know, force that, or it, is it still going to be two separate things, but under one umbrella, where we're not going to see these live guys playing in many PGA Tour events other than the majors. Um, I don't know. I mean, if things are going to stay the same even next year, 
this, we're, we're a long way off from seeing much of a much of an actual change movement. Although Brooks Kepka finished his press conference this week uh, <laughs> by saying, "See you guys at the Travelers Championship next week," which I think was a joke. But made a lot of people start thinking, geez, are these live players going to be able to play in a tour event next week? I don't think so. I think he's just, he likes to have fun with this whole thing. This kind but, of reminds me of when Vince McMahon bought WCW. Yeah. And then all, all of a sudden you started seeing like WCW guys like trickling into the WWF. It's like, oh my God. Fun. Oh my what? God, there's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> He's back. That son of a bitch. He tried to kill our company. <laughs> like it's really good. I, I don't know. It's where my mind goes. I'm a I'm a weirdo. No, like there's just and then the, you've got. I also I read about it this week. This Tiger and Rory like indoor golf simulator type. Yeah, that came out doing. what about a year ago that they were going to do this thing. Well, and I can't wrap my mind around it. I don't like this. That ha- I have no interest in that. Zero. Word is too old. I think. I. It's just. This is I for the youngsters. I really do. I think that they're doing it. Be- I. I think those two guys at the point they're in at their careers. If you read their quotes, I don't know them obviously, but it feels like they are trying to get a different demographic interested in golf. That's what it feels like to me. And well, I mean, if it's if it's the only way we're going to see Tiger Woods hit a golf ball. Then that's something, but if Tiger's not even going to be playing in this thing, then I, I have no interest. I'm sure he will play in it, but I mean, he's the biggest draw in the sport. Still, doesn't matter how good he is anymore. Like I, I mean, it's kind of dumb to launch this thing if he's not going to play in it. Yeah, I but don't know. At, at the I'm same fascinated time, by this whole who really thing. gives a shit about guys hitting a golf ball into a a fake simulation. We don't, but my kids will sit there and watch other kids play games on YouTube. Oh my God. I'm serious. Like it, your brain doesn't get it. I my know, brain I doesn't know. get it. I know they do. But because my, my nieces do the same thing. All they want to do is they want to go on YouTube and watch kids play with dolls. Have you ever wanted like to you have your own doll to play a, with? Jump through a screen and so like Elise, the three year old, will watch other people play dolls so they have like their dolls and they're like hi my name's chris i'm your daddy it, right like that's literally what i've and it's like these adults that are doing it and i'm sure they're monetizing that's what's weird out. about the whole thing and i just want to jump through the screen and strangle these people yes and because they're making millions of dollars yeah. doing this by taking advantage of these kids I use that term loosely. They are kind of taking advantage of them, but it's not like they're doing anything illegal. But I mean, if what would you think of me if I was just on YouTube every day playing with dolls, making money off kids? Boy, that's a thought. We could put on a hell of a doll show. We, we could give it a try. Like an improv show. Did you ever do that when you were in high school? No. Like theater? No, I never did any of that. You weren't a thespian? No, I was not. I was too good for that. In fact, thespian kept me out of it because I was worried about what that meant. I really thought it was only for 
I'll never forget. See, you, you know enough about my dad. You don't know him that well, but he's a pretty manly man. He's like, what? You, what? You, you, you can't be a lesbian. You're a man. I'm, you know, I, I'm starting to really get into this in high school, and I'm. It's like, man, I think I'm. You, you know, when you just kind of start to feel like I might be good, I might be decent at this, like using mm-hmm. my voice and like communication, and just expression and all this stuff. And I was doing like some you know, like speech class and that type. And I'm like, I really, really kind of like somebody. I think I'm out for a play. And the first play I get cast in is like this French comedy where like, I have to wear like complete like makeup and tights. (laughs) You were dressed as a woman. Well, I mean, like if you, if you know like anything about like France and like the 1400s is how everybody dressed like the Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's like a period piece. And I'm just looking at my dad. He's out in the, like, fifth row of the theater. Mom made him come. And it's just, you know, he's just ghost white. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> what what the I hell is our son? What? what? He, a week ago, he was watching the NASCAR with me. <laughs> he was dirty as hell going to the dirt track. Now he's dressed as a goddamn fool. Yeah. Anyways. And so that you did that through high school and it didn't you didn't carry that with you to Iowa State? No, I did. Have you never really? heard this so I did my I did one theater production at Iowa State where I beat out Scott Sipker. Oh for one yeah, of the yeah, roles. yeah. That's the story I've heard. Yeah. And then I retired. Because that oh, like You went out on I haven't top. done a play I haven't done a play since. I've never done it, any of that stuff. It was so glorious because Sipker, like, this is like what he wanted to do for a living. Still does. Yeah. He he put everything into these roles. He, it was his life. And I was this journalism major that I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll just kind of see if, I'll try and do one here. And I kind of like half-ass it through. Boom. Beat out Sipker. That's awesome. Yeah, It made me feel good. I mean, not that I have that much respect for Sipker's talent but more <laughs> because I could just hold that over him the rest of his life I've and seen I will and posters, I Sipker he'll, he'll I mean he changes his entire physical appearance it's like roles. the it's like the episode of Seinfeld where Jerry gets the head start in the race yeah when like Sipker will be like come on audition for this this role against me. Let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I go, I choose not to audition. <laughs> I choose not to act. I'm here with you. You got um, it. Let's get to some local stuff. Have you seen this, uh, this new tennis facility at Iowa state? <laughs> so we lost our coach. You know that, right? This guy, Yeah. what's his name? Boomer dangle. Yeah, he just used and abused us. Just uh, total stepping stone. Just he's getting the hell out of Ames. Well, he's my on his God, way you, you, he had a. T- you, you guys were playing at like the local YMCA. Now here comes North Carolina into town. All right, where are we gonna? Where, where are we going? Where are we gonna play? You got a nice on-campus facility? Nope, we're going down to the YMCA. <laughs> got to kick the old ladies off. Don't disrespect Play our Ames elite, High School. Elite Eight battle. Don't disrespect. Huh? Don't disrespect Ames High School. Come on. Well, wasn't they played Ames, Ames High, High School? But if it rained, 
They were going to have to go to the YMCA. We had no, to, yeah, like, you got to clear off the pickleball courts at the Y. <laughs> it was like Urbandale, Rec and Fit. I don't know. Somewhere down <laughs> in Des Moines. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah, this guy gets the hell out of Dodge as soon as he can. I do think it's interesting in this sense. So this is like a badass tennis facility, okay? And they've gone is to it? the tournament. I don't know. It feels like it. Look at it. It's, it's a strip mall. It's right, it's right between a GameStop and a Subway. It seems badass for what they've been doing. Um, what do you mean? What do you mean it's badass for what they've been doing? What they've been mean? playing at Ames High. Okay. This is, yes. this is great it is for a, them. It is a major step up from what they've had. Yes. <laughs> this is okay. great. So I do think, though, Hassel, it begs the bigger, like, I, we just need to acknowledge this. In this name, image, and likeness world, that these athletic directors still have other programs to fund, right? Like, it's it's fascinating to me because, like, in theory, I if, if it weren't for Title IX, right, like, yeah. you could just cut all these sports and be like, hey, we're just going to give all this money to the football team or the basketball team or, right, whatever. I just think this is an example well, of, like, they, they still have major facility needs and stuff to run all of these athletic programs sure. that you have on campus. And it, it kind of shows a little bit about the, one, the, the challenge of funding these things, that they still need their donors, right? They can't just all give to these collectives. Yeah, and who before – this run that Iowa State tennis went on this past season, who was giving money that was earmarked for Iowa State women's tennis? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure who's, there was somebody, but not who's that I coming know up of. to Bloom and saying, "Hey, buddy boy, I've got a, a nice twenty dollar bill for you right here. I want this to go to Iowa State women's tennis. It's crisp. Yeah." Um, I thought that was notable because there's still like these other programs in it, well, and it also is just so out of All the whack other programs lose money hand That's over That's what fist, I'm saying. That's other than was, men's basketball. It's just so out of whack because football funds everything. And then, you know, if the football doesn't have proper NIL, then everything else can't be funded because mm -hmm. you're going to lose games and people aren't going to buy tickets and they're not going to give to the university. So it's, it's kind of one of those examples of like i mean if iowa state doesn't have a decent football team the last eight years under campbell they're probably not able to do this like it, for the tennis all, program yeah it all kind of runs together i don't know i don't really have a point but that's what i thought of when i saw this new tennis facility because it's like <laughs> you're you're taking care of these tennis players and and they deserve a they're big 12 tennis players they deserve a to not have to play their games at or matches or whatever out at Ames High School, but like this is a losing proposition money wise. It's like you're you're doing this and it's going to look nice and yeah, but you're never going to get a return on investment for it. No, you're going to lose big yeah. time. Which is Bloom why it ends up looking like a strip mall. In fact, are they just taking over a strip mall? Are they kicking out a Fazoli's and a Quiznos? And moving in. Do you remember those old Quiznos commercials? Anytime Where somebody they toast says, the bread. New Quiznos subs. They no, got that, that little. Matt, see if you could pull one of those up. The old Quiznos. They had like a mascot. And it just creeped me the hell out. No, geez. I don't remember that at all. The only Quiznos. I, I miss Quiznos. No, they're Quiznos, good. I don't see them around anymore. 
It's the best sandwich shop, in my opinion. We used to have one of those in Muscatoon. Go in there, get a nice uh, toasted sub. Uh, that was the shit. Yeah, they. But it's good to see the that the that the, that the Iowa State women's tennis players can just you know walk right over to Quiznos after their practice. Matt says that it's Lifetime Fitness in Urbandale is where the tennis team would go. Lifetime Fitness. <laughs> hey Matt, you're gonna get us kicked off YouTube again. <laughs> I do remember this now. Look at its eyes. Quiznos new Santa Fe trio subs with smoky chipotle sauce. Fried chicken, roast beef, or smoked turkey. I don't know how I forgot about this. That's a genius campaign. Did you notice the Quiznos behind the little rats? It looks just like the Iowa State women's tennis facility. (laughs) Next time you come back, I'll see if I can get you a tour of the tennis facility when it's open. Really, behind the scenes? Yeah, I want. Now this yeah, is I where we tour. store the balls. <laughs> <laughs> this is the racket tightener. I who was that that uh, that made it into the um, the strip mall with the GameStop and all that? I I know we kind of ripped that off from him. Does, does he have a Twitter name? Let me pull that up. I just want to give him some proper credit, him or her. Because that was a good job. That's the first time I saw it was it was a tweet by somebody that put all the other businesses around it. Okay, 33KSU is the uh, Twitter handle. And clearly it's a Kansas State fan. I love it. Rivalry. Kansas State fan making fun of Iowa State women's tennis. Those Kansas State fans are kind of assholes on the Twitter See, and that's the deal to go back our, to our rivalry thing. It's just like it, it it really amazed me to see as many Iowa fans as there were on Twitter being so intellectually dishonest about, oh, I don't even consider Iowa State a rival. And then I go onto their feed, and they're like five of their last seven posts are making fun of Iowa State. Right. And there's nothing about Wisconsin or Nebraska in there. And you saw the um... – that one site, uh, no rivalry. Yeah, I saw your tweet about this. That has Simon data you. from. Yeah. They say they have data from thirty thousand fans, and so they put together the top rivals for each school. And Iowa's top rival was Iowa State. Wisconsin was just behind them, was pretty close, and then there was a big drop off down to Minnesota. Matt, I'm going to need to ask you to look up the Darius Rucker Burger King Tender Crisp Cheddar Bacon Ranch commercial. The Quizno monkeys. Those, those weren't. Those were rats, weren't they? Those weren't monkeys. They High Rye calls them the Quizno Sponge Monkeys. What? They look like know. little ma- little mice. I thought they were monkeys. I don't know what they are. I don't know. <laughs> what? what? I have you no idea what they mo- are. The Quizno a pepper bar. Now we shouldn't get kicked off for this because it's it's just a commercial. Yeah, We're giving this them is promotion. just a commercial. This isn't like this isn't copyright. What the hell? 
a ton of crisp bacon cheddar ranch. The best they grow on trees and streams of bacon ranch dressing flow right up to your knees. There's tumbleweeds of bacon and cheddar paves the streets. Folks, don't front you 'cause you got the juice. There's a trainer lady's coming with a nice caboose. Never get in trouble. Never need an excuse. That's a tender, crisp bacon cheddar ranch. Okay, I'm guessing this was at least ten years ago. I swear, there's no way you could do this nowadays. They had women dress scant clothing, reaching up into a tree, and he's singing about breasts that grow on trees. I'm pretty sure that this was one of those commercials that played like all the time during the NCAA tournament one year. I don't remember that commercial at all. Oh, I do. Do you remember the Hardee's commercials where this was probably 15 years ago? They would just find the most attractive woman and they would have her like sexually abuse the sandwich. She would the oh, sandwich. She'd have yeah. the sandwich, and it would be so big, yeah, compared She's to her head, groping it with her. Tongue. And she would like lick it, and the sauce would drip onto her face. I mean, it was it was like rated triple X. It was Sex beyond sells. NC seventeen. Sex sells, man. That's why the I, new I pitched Frisco a couple burger of, from Hardee's. I've pitched to our friends at Fairway and the Channel Seed folks. If if we do the show with our shirts off, will you pay double? And did they go for it? They've not gone for it yet. No. We could be the new Cavender twins, Chris and Chris. <laughs> I think it's a phenomenal idea. Phenomenal idea. I love the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. With breasts that grow on trees and a big old caboose. What what does that even mean? What what caboose? Is he really was... saying breasts that grow on trees? Yes. No, that's not what he's yeah, saying. Play it again, Matt. He that's says not the, what he's... And there's women with large breasts dressed in like <laughs> underwear picking chicken from the trees. Yeah, chicken breasts that grow yes. on trees. Oh, I thought you meant like... Okay. But it's... It's innuendo. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. My belly starts rumbling and I'm jonesing for a treat. I close my eyes for a big surprise. The tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. I love the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. The best they grow on trees. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said something later. He's singing something later about a big caboose. And it was these two women with big butts. Like doing something on a train track. Cause you got the juice. There's a trainer lady's coming with a nice caboose. <laughs> what? This was who, long who before me that? too. What drugs were the people on who were writing that commercial? All right, now, you know, we need these cowboys in the background. And then we, we want this hot woman picking sandwiches off the trees. Seriously, like, do you ever think about that? Like, what are these people on that write half of this crap that we see? Well, I mean, you you look at the best um, musical acts of all time, and they're all talking about how they were just high as fuck when they're writing (laughs) this stuff, when they're putting this stuff together. The Beatles, just acid trips. Stacy says, I just joined the show, and this is what y'all are doing. How did we get to to the party? 
uh, because the oh the Iowa State women's tennis facility. We're talking about the tennis facility. Yeah, yeah and, and how there's no Quiznos right next door in the strip mall. Yeah, the, the, I tell you, I who would have thought we would have gotten this much out of a women's tennis team in the state of Iowa? We've gotten a lot of play out of these guys. Yeah, well, and then that we didn't even report on it when that coach left. He just oh, you, I, I didn't want to bring it up because I know got you got the were hell so, out of town. You were really upset about that. So back like 10 years ago, Iowa State's women's tennis coach was named Chris Williams. Really? Yes, and it always created problems at events. Like an event <laughs> like that I had to go to or that like in nobody knew like which Chris Williams is supposed to sit there cuz there's a name tag there. And like I would get like tweets, yeah, there he is. Yeah, good guy. Really good guy. Didn't didn't win a lot. <laughs> But I get like tweets like, "Hey, you're sitting next to me at this event," and I'm like, "What?" And they show my name. Oh yeah. On there. I'm like, "What?" And then uh, that no, guy would I'm sit- sorry. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the uh, women's tennis coach you're sitting next to. Actually, I think he was an assistant coach. Oh, <laughs> he's the uh, quality control coach for the Iowa State women's tennis team. Oh, uh, yeah. And Stacy, real quick, and I don't want too much time in this. She's pointing out that I. Don't have facial hair today. This is a giant mistake. This is the one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life. And it, what and it, shaving your face? It's all Keith Murphy's fault. What happened? We were together last weekend, yeah. you know. And, and, and Keith said, hey, "You know, Chris, I think you'd look really good with a clean shaven face." Well, it's not clean shaven. I think so your I like- head would look just like a cue ball if you could just shave that facial hair off. Pretty much. He's like, you should take it down to a one and then match it with your head. He goes, you'd look really good. He goes, you'll look just like Jason Statham or whoever the hell that actor is. <laughs> That's not a I don't, one, though. They don't, they, they, I don't look anything and, like And your that. head is at a zero. Yeah, I did that because it's just easier to just pick it. And then like in one day, I'll have like a one. It, I look like a freaking loser. By the way, my mom was really impressed with your skin in that picture from the wedding. She couldn't that believe That makes it. me feel good. She said she's never seen such smooth, unblemished skin from a nearly 40-year-old man. Milky. It was. I take good care of my skin. I put lotion on it every day. I, um, I hydrate it. I wash it. Well, I, uh, I, I, think that, I really think that you got a spray tan and you were wearing makeup. I can promise you neither of those are true. No, so like I took Keith Murphy's advice because he told me because of the shape of my head, I would look like Jason Statham, the actor, and I don't look anything like him. I look like a totally, I look naked. I look like a little, I look like a penis. (laughs) Well, the problem is, is that you're, you need to let the hair on your head grow a little bit. I think you got to just bite the frog. You, bu- you bit the frog, you shaved it down, and now let that thing grow. Don't touch it for a few days. Hi, Ryan wants me to put Actually, it, you kind of do. You Jason do look Statham like looks, Jason Statham. He looks terrible in that picture, though. Matt Van Wink <laughs> went out and found the worst picture of Jason Statham available on the internet. Murphy was obsessed with this on Saturday. He just kept bringing it up. Hey, Keith, will you go get me another beer? Sure thing, Jason. 
Like it, 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 well, it, you know how Keith is. He gets he he really gets obsessive over things. High Rye wants me to have a crushed Oreo cookie mustache. <laughs> Speaking of Murphy, um, you seem like a you seem like a charcuterie board type type of douche. It's funny you say that because we just had one on Tuesday night. We went See? out with Jenny Dell and Will Middlebrooks, and uh, we got the charcuterie board over at Warren in Delray. See, that seems like the type of appetizer you would order. Did you know it's time for our farmer fact of the day, mm-hmm. courtesy of our friends at Channel Seeds? You better be thanking the freaking American farmer hassle. Milk. You know, cheese is made from that. Oh, I had some great cheese. Had some amazing cheese on that board. See? All this stuff that you like on your douchey charcuterie boards, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have without the great American, specifically Iowa farmer and our friends. I'm surprised you even know how to say charcuterie. The only reason I do is because of Murphy, because every time I'm with Keith Murphy, he gets a freaking charcuterie board. Does he everywhere we're at? Yeah. We'll be at like Chili's and Keith will be like, hey, do you got any uh, charcuterie boards in the back? What? Like it's not even on the menu? He's like, hey, um, hey. you happen to have any of those uh, charcuterie boards floating around back there? Like it's just something that's pre-prepared that might what just about, be sitting in the back? What about this too? Help me analyze this. So I've had drinks with Murph probably a hundred times in my life. You have too. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen him get red wine? To no. start the day? Never. Yeah, I did on Saturday. I, I saw was that in the an picture. Old fashioned. I, I couldn't believe it. I was drinking an old-fashioned. It's like 2 o'clock for reference. We're going to a wedding. We wanted to do a little pre-gaming. And Murph orders a red wine. I was like, what in the hell is wrong with you? We talked about this a little on Monday, Grandma. I got I got word from uh, somebody that one of the cheeses that you'll sometimes find on a charcuterie board you you can't pronounce. <laughs> I know where this is going. Where's it going? The feta cheese. Jesus Christ! It's true. You call feta cheese feta? What is what wrong it looks with like you? To me? How does that look like feta? Just does. It's my it's my brain. F E T A feta, feta cheese. So I used to do those ads for fuzzy tacos. The one where wait a second, you said feta in an ad. Yeah. Oh my god. Were those those ads where you had your hand down your (laughs) pants while you were doing it the whole time? Keith and Andy would come to fuzzy taco and get yourself the best taco around it's so good this fuzzy taco feta (laughs) feta feta thank you Ben Wink (laughs) Keith and Andy would make fun of me for that all the time so yeah I did like these recorded ads and I said faded cheese I'm like, oh, the faded cheese on top of it's my favorite. <laughs> and and I'm listening, driving into work one day. And Andy is like, is he saying feta? 
And like they kept just like replaying it. Really bothered Andy. It really, it really bothered get through, him. Like why wouldn't the why wouldn't Mr. Taco from or Mr. Fuzzy from Fuzzy Taco say like, hey, can you please like re-record that? I think because it was good for the faded. brand at the time, you know? Because I was I was the whole like thing was an innuendo that I wanted to have sex with the taco. Yeah, why did so, you do that? It worked. That place that's the best form other than Cody Road, I think. The that's probably the best advertising I've ever delivered was the freaking fuzzy one. People I've I, I would go like I would be out at like a little league game and somebody'd be like, Hey, fuzzy taco. Like they just what? connected me with it. I don't, I don't know. And that's a national chain, correct? Yeah, but they had some like it was just coming into Des Moines, and there was okay. franchise and local local ownership is how that worked. What a terrible name! What fuzzy tacos? That's terrible. Well, they're might trying as well call to call it the. Why don't you call it the pubic taco? That's their whole thing, though. They're trying to be like really like edgy with it, so they loved my spots where I was just like salivating all over these things. Come on down to the hairy taco. Oh yeah, Stacy says don't forget about the vasectomy ads. You're right. I well, that, see this the, the vasectomy ad really pisses me off because that that's false advertising. You didn't even get no, it's a, not. Vas- I'm an a vasectomy. I'm an actor. I think you really led a lot of people astray with that. I'm an actor. You're not an actor. In that role, I was an No, actor. you're not. If you're in the role of like a host of a TV show or a host of a, a radio show, you are just someone that is using those like you, you do an ad for uh Mercedes of Des Moines and you're driving around the Mercedes you're not just saying that you're actually you're actually using the Mercedes of Des Moines you're not like you do an ad for I don't know some local peanut butter shop and you're allergic to peanut butter come on you can't do that you can't lead people astray. You were acting like you were all hurt. You had that bag of peas on your nuts. I'm an actor. You're not an actor. I beat out Sipker for that role at Iowa State. I am an actor. Did Sipker want the vasectomy role too? Probably, and he wouldn't have been able to get it. <laughs> Spread your seed. Channel seed. Um, yeah, so if you want your charcuterie board, think about our great American farmers while you do so. Let's move on. Uh, Bloom says that an Iowa State NIL beer is imminent. Um, wow. I, so I do have a ton of insight on this. Um, I don't want to... The, the beer is done. I believe they have the it's name. Done. They have the partner. Okay, we so were he actually, puts out in this tweet that... The suggestion of name image logger did not make the cut. Why? I don't know. I don't like that name. That's why is that? Because it has nothing to do with Iowa State. Like that's it, true. It does not. Yeah. No. I don't. The name that they're coming up with is much much better. Like, much what better. is it? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not. Lil bro. So we were supposed to be able to break the news on this show because I asked him if we could. Yeah. But the partner doesn't have the can done yet, so I think that will be. Probably next week. They wanted to make sure and have the can done and all that stuff when before they released it. So I would guess in the next, I don't know. If they were smart, they won't release it on a Friday because nobody will see it. So hopefully like right. next Monday or something. English But says, it's good. It's a, you should it's call a, it We Swill. 
It's a good partnership that they got. Is it going to be a good beer? Or is it going to be like a hazy IPA? No, it's going to be like a everyday drinking beer. They're trying to... Okay. They're trying to not like in it. It makes sense. You want to, and in that in that sense, you're trying to raise money, right? Right. So you don't you, want a very specific beer. You want a beer that everyone yeah. would at least try and maybe drink a lot of. Correct. Which How is what the swarm it, did. Make it like two percent alcohol. So then you have to buy a ton of them to get buzzed. That's not a terrible idea. Lie on the packaging. Say it's four point three, but actually make it two. I feel like some of those craft breweries, especially the younger ones, don't know the percentage of their alcohol. Have you ever picked up on that? What do you mean? They so don't like, know. They'll say like, it has oh, to be listed. Is, it is listed, but like they don't truly know. Really? There's one brewery that I used to go to a lot. I'm not going to name their names because I love I love these guys. But I would go, and I'd have like two six percent beers and just be freaking. <laughs> And I'm like, guys, I don't think this is 6%. It's like a Belgian quad. <laughs> like, I do not think this is 6%. And I'm just bombed, you know? Like, just, we did this one year. We had an event at this brewery. And everybody was absolutely smoked. Like, and these are guys, like, this was like a charitable event for our St. Baldrick's deal. And they had a couple of kegs that they like donated. These are the best guys, charitable, good people. I love them. They're doing really, really well now. Their beer, their brewery's grown. And you should have seen all these like just Bondurant guys that just normally drink Bush Light. You know, <laughs> so we're very used to like four percent just light. And and like so we're all doing this this craft beer, and we are freaking smoked by the end of the night. Everybody's bombed. We couldn't take down the tent. Like we're stumbling around. <laughs> Because guys like us, we don't know how to take it easy. We're used to bringing down six bush lights like that, right? Uh-huh. So you go and you grab these, and you're like, oh, this is good. This actually has taste to it. <laughs> and you drink it the same way. Oh, my God, it was a disaster. Yeah, I remember giving my dad some, like, Belgian beers. I was really into Belgian beers when I lived in Des Moines. And, like, he Disgusting. just couldn't He couldn't take it. He couldn't take it. Couldn't take. I heat. hate European beers. I hate them. I hate the taste. What do you mean? Yeah, I don't like that. Of every, beers. you hate the taste of every European beer. I can do like Guinness and stuff. You know, like what about like Peroni from Italy? Never had it. Oh God, you're unbelievable, man. I like Japanese great beer. Italian beer. The Japanese do good stuff. Japanese do great beer. Yes, they're not obviously in Europe. Save your comments. <laughs> no, like Overseas. when I go like to, and I enjoy Hessen, it's a cool atmosphere. They got the, I like, I've tried all, I like, so I do like English beers. So I like Royal Mile. I really enjoy going there. Like Man, I used to go to the Royal Mile and yeah. I'd have two beers and it, like I would need someone to drag me home. That's where, do you remember when you and Dave Zawalinski took me out for my birthday there? No. Yeah. It was, it was just me and you and Dave. It was one of my first, it was, I had just moved back and you guys took me out because you said that I, you got so annoyed that every time we were together, I would just drink Bush Light. <laughs> so you guys took me to Royal Mile 
there were a couple other people who showed up, but yeah, it was you two. And we went upstairs in Royal Mile, and you guys got me like a flight of beers and stuff. And we all, that was the first time I ever really drank like craft beer. I remember you like, you presented Blonde Fatal to me like this is like the Taj Mahal of beers. Iowa Meat Sweats. Oh. That's what he swears by too. Blonde Fatal. It's a good beer. It's great. I miss it. I had a Blonde Fatal that was aged in Templeton Rye Barrels once. Mm. Oh, oh wow. man. I had that too. We, we were doing, I, I think yep. we were doing RVTV in Knoxville. And they had that at the, uh, at the brewery. Andy Fails and I had some of that. Oh, God. Great. Um, I wanted to hit on Zion Williamson real quick. So there are Jeez, reports What a week there. for him. So they're leading up to the draft, which is in like, what, two, within a week, two weeks? Um, there's yeah, reports it's couple, that... It's, it, what is it? Two weeks from t- t- tomorrow, I believe. Okay. There's reports that the Pelicans could consider trading him. Now, I don't think that it's like imminent or anything, but they kind of want to move into the first three picks and like Zion would probably be what the cost. I but was I yesterday think- on HQ. Okay. I was talking, I was talking with our NBA insider, Bill Ryder, and he was doing his bold predictions for the off season. That was one of his bold predictions that the wow. Pelicans would trade Zion. Wow. So that might've been one of the reports that you were Okay. Really rep- it, from him, it's not a report. It is it is yeah. just a bold prediction. But he does believe that it really could happen. Well, this is getting tossed around a lot. And uh, the same week, he's had a pornographic <laughs> actress upset with him on Twitter. I, I made the mistake of uh, pulling that up at work. And um, I hope nobody searches my history while I was at work because hey you're just you're investigating it went straight to that woman's page and how do you did you subscribe it's like triple x porn on her twitter page how's that even allowed hey man it's a elon territory now you do whatever the hell you want really I think that Twitter is always allowed for pornography, to be honest with you. So, Williams, you could just post a picture of your uh, your hot dog with Oreos? and I, th- I think so. Hmm. I think you could, too. <laughs> I, I really do. I think you can do whatever you want on Twitter. Now, like Facebook and Instagram, I believe are edited. From what I understand, like, I don't. You, there's no way you can do whatever you want. You're telling if me if I you posted my a, you can hot throw dog a, on Twitter, it would or on Instagram, it would be canceled. You can't, you can't put porn on Twitter. Matt, will you look into this or Aiden? Aiden, this this is a good Aiden project. Aiden, intern Aiden. You know uh, can you happen? please look up if we can have pornography on I can Twitter? see it now. I on can it. see it now. <laughs> Thanks, Aiden. Uh, it's th- about five months down the road, DCI comes out with a, this this big hit piece. They just, they mm. cracking down on porn on college campuses. And Van Wink and Aiden get caught up in a little GPS geofencing sting. Just bring because us all they were down. on the lookout for porn at Iowa State. 
One Pride Hawkeye says Williams is right. What? So really, you can just do whatever the hell you want? I think Williams, so. you can post a video of you having sex with your wife on If Twitter, I wanted it's to. It's just going to stay up. Um, I mean, think about it, though, Hassel. Like, Twitter has literally been used, like, for, like, terrorists use it. But they're not posting porn. No, but they're planning attacks on, like, civilians and stuff. Like, it's way worse than posting a picture of your butt. Well, I mean, yes. You can do whatever the hell you want on Depending Twitter. Depending on what, whose butt it is, I guess. But what does that say? So it sounds like you can't. You can't post it. Please, thank you, thank you. Come on, That's let's use To our mark your account sense. as sensitive? Oh, yeah, it edits it, but I can still post my hot dog on there. What do you mean it edits it? You, you, no, I'm talking about no, it, you like, see the whole thing. It will say, because now like I get these bots all the time. I'm sure people know what I'm talking about, like these yeah. replies, and it will say this contains sensitive information. So if it, it hassle, if you post a picture but of your hairy I'm, butt on Twitter, it will say that, like, hey, this I'm post telling you, though, sensitive information. When that thing came out where that woman was accusing Zion of, of doing these things, and it was her tweet, all I did was click on the tweet, and it was like she was totally naked. <laughs> Nothing? I don't know what to say. Other than I, Zion, Zion says some weird stuff to this lady in the text messages. Have you gone through them all? No, I have not because I I, clicked, I was going to, but then I saw that and I was at work and I was like, "What the hell's going on? I can't, I can't be." Well, so Zion, this on my so phone what? At work. What, what started this is Zion is his wife, I think, or girlfriend is pregnant, and it fired up this porn star. Like she, she's like the mistress or whatever. I think she got, she's an OnlyFans person. I don't think she's a porn star. No, she's a porn star. She is. I think she does porn on OnlyFans. Well, it's still porn. It doesn't matter where you. Well, do to it. me, a porn star is like that's a different level. You're talking about recognizable figures. You're talking about Carol Cummings. Shout out to our friends at Hinterland, Iowa, August fourth through the sixth. You can see Bon Iver, Zach Bryan, Maggie Rogers headlining the Hinterland Music Festival. Now, St. Charles, Iowa is a picturesque setting for this. This is really cool. I'm going to have Sam Summers, who organizes all this. He's going to be on the CW pod here as we lead up to Hinterland, Iowa. And I want to talk to him about, like, how in the hell did this come about? Because it's just fascinating to me how rural Iowa has become the setting of this beautiful like festival. It's a, it's really, really cool. Fourth through the sixth in August, you can get your tickets, camping, all that good stuff at hinterlandiowa.com. And, um, yeah, get out there, get out there. Now these, uh, these headliners are really taking off. They're really up and comers. You will hear a lot about them in the next five years. Also want to thank our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Matt, I went to the new Fairway in Bondurant yesterday for the first time. Okay, Did you see Matt you sleeping in the aisle? <laughs> Matt's just Matt was just sitting there he had a lawn chair there just looking at the meat. Matt just the, he goes in there, he goes behind the counter and he just sticks his face in the ground beef. 
Hey, you know what I found out is, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, Fairway has their own vodka. Did I talk about this? Did you know this? I didn't know that, no. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. They gave me a free sample what? the other day. It's yeah, called Fairway own... Vodka? I think it's called like mm, Meat Packer Vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it's called something like... So you were just taking shots of vodka in the Bondurant Fairway? Yes. Awesome. What's it called? Butcher's Block Vodka. What did you think it was called? Meat Packer Vodka? <laughs> Meat Packer Vodka. Butcher's Block. That was not that far off. Butcher Block. Butcher Block. The uh, A's reverse boy- boycott story is one of my favorite sports stories I think I've ever seen. It was These really unique video coming out of the sarcastic Oakland Coliseum a couple fans. of nights ago. Oh, my God. I just loved it when... When that game started and they had to like stop the game because the fans were being so loud that they couldn't hear the pitch clock and stuff, it was one of my all-time favorite. I just love like dry humor and stuff. This is fantastic. Can you Kudos explain to, to these me? People. Uh, so I, I've been so away from baseball for so so long. I don't even know what this is. Well, they stopped the game because it was too loud because the pitcher couldn't hear pitch calm. What What is happening in his ear? Someone's talking to him, giving him the pitch? I don't know. I can explain this. Okay. So the, so the pitchers have like a little IFB almost in their ear that's connected yeah. inside their hat. So yeah. the catcher... Just like a, a quarterback little, in the NFL. Yeah, so the, pit, the, the catcher can call games through a little button on their shin guard, basically. Mm-hmm. And they push a button and it sends a you know, says what the pitch is to the pitcher's ear. Slider. The pitchers can also call their own games too. They can kind of Fort flip ball. it. They can hit. A so what do button. you do? Like it, it's in your ear. It'll say like fastball, split finger fastball. And then the, what does the pitcher do? Does he shake his head? If he doesn't want to throw that, does exactly. he? Yep. Yep. Okay. And then change up. And like I think whose it, voice is it? The cool is it a thing mechanical is too, voice? It, it's some company that made it. And I think they can actually change the language too. Really? It's like some yeah. British guy. Fastball. It's like Siri. Oh, I want mine to be Australian. Knuckleball. <laughs> Good day, mate. Sorry, Let's I kind of another uh, shrimp on the barbie. Got you off topic there because I was. What stuck with me was that he couldn't hear his his pitch com. He had, probably had it set to such a low setting because he didn't need it loud in his ear in Oakland. But then they decided to cheer at a specific moment in the game and he couldn't hear it. Now my question is. Yeah, it was cool, but what what is this actually going to do? They showed up, they almost 30,000 fans when they've been averaging like 5,000 a game. What is yeah. this really going it's to accomplish? It's not going to do anything. It was just a statement basically. Okay. It was a okay. finger. That's exactly what it was. And they And and last night they approved Yes. Something in so Las the, Vegas for the move? Yeah, so the Nevada State Legislature is in a special session right now, and they approved SB1. The Basically, the House and the Senate approved it, and now it's into the governor's hands to sign it. He's been for this. He wants the A's there. Now it's up to the governor, and then it goes to a vote to the MLB owners, and that's where it could get held Which, up. Which, you almost lost your Giants. Yes. In the same same yes. type of deal, and the owners voted against it at one point. Correct, right, Matt? Yep, they were going to go to Fort Lauderdale. I think it was the early 90s. Um, the owners voted it down, and the Giants stayed in San Francisco. So, Damn, yeah, the, that would have been great. I would have loved to have a team <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale here. So, yeah, Sadly, we'll it sounds like the A's are, are moving on, but their fans definitely put up a nice uh, display. And the A's fans have always been amazing. I mean, they've always been great. They're loyal. Um 
they've just are fed up with the ownership. Well, and like, I don't know. I see both sides here. I mean, how many times have ownership tried to help, tried to get a new stadium and tried to do all, and then they always get voted down. It's like, well, that place is a dump. And then like, what? if I'm a fan, why do I well, want to? It is a dump. The entire city has lost the Raiders twice. Yeah. <laughs> the Warriors have moved to San Francisco. They have, they're getting stripped of everything. This is their last last fight, really. That's why I just don't understand why they didn't pony up and build the damn stadium. They well, yeah, but that's all, that, they were probably asking for a ridiculous amount of taxpayer well, I'm sure. dollars. I'm, sh- I'm sure about that, but it's like you got nothing else. You may as well... I mean, I, I, I've seen the numbers on, like, these stadiums and how it rarely pays off for these cities. But, God, like, Oakland's going to shit. What's, what's insane is what they're proposing at this Las Vegas site, the Tropicana site. It's only on, like, nine square miles of land. Their, their projections for fans there are not realistic. <laughs> they're basically expecting that 9,000 tourists a game we're going to come watch game, yeah. w- watch a game there to to make profits meet and it's I just don't know how it would work estate. on the strip. I mean it would be such a disruption mm-hmm. to everything going on in the strip. I and I've I've heard from a lot of people that live in Vegas that just don't see how this is going to work. Yeah, it's got to be it's indoor, right? It has to be. There's no way people th- are going to go. At, at the it's very least it would be I think there's some kind of a, retra- a retractable roof because the renderings do show that you can see the You're some just, of the other buildings yeah. on the strip, but yes, yeah. I mean if it's going to be 120 degrees for some of these games. In the if it's a, you know, at night I, they they wouldn't play any day games. Obviously, with the roof open in the summertime, but you can't in Las Vegas. It's just like it's just like playing in Phoenix. Be interesting too to some. see how the Raiders. I mean, what's the percentage of Raiders fans that fill up Allegiant? On a Sunday, what sixty forty? I mean, I don't. What the, do you mean? Golden, you think that fans of other teams are coming in there, and it's yes. not like it's the Chargers in L.A. I mean, I I would bet you money that north of thirty percent of fans in most of those Raider games are for the opposing team. Now, granted, like if it's the Jaguars, probably not. But like if the Vikings, if the Chiefs, if the, you know, these teams with these big fan bases, the, the Raiders they're, they're probably, using them as trips. Yeah, the Raiders probably isn't a fair comparison just because the NFL is such a bigger animal. But the comp they're using right now is with the Golden Knights. They're only And they have a great fan base. And, and, and that's very kind of localized. Have, and they're also what a I winning team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, the, the, and there's a big difference, you know, talking with some of these. Because a lot of our betting analysts live out in Vegas and have mm-hmm. for a long time. So I've had conversations with them, like Todd Furman. Mm-hmm. And he'll explain that the Vegas Golden Knights are so much different than the Raiders and what the A's would be because like the Raiders, they already had their built-in fan base. They already had fans that were going to be fans of theirs no matter what. The Golden Knights were born in Vegas. Right. That was and that was their first team. And it was their team. And it's that's why they've been so embraced, that and the winning. Where you bring the A's in, an already an established team, and if they suck could be a totally different story. Yeah, and there's 81 yeah. games they're going to have to fill up there as opposed yeah, to 40. It's hard. 
it's hard. But it seems like that's what they want, and their only saving grace would be if the owners would reject this. But I don't think they will because, I mean, Oakland has proven time and time again that they're not going to fund this thing. So why would they? Why would they keep them there? Mm-hmm. There's just no. There's no way out of it in my mind. All right, um, that's it for today. We have a couple other topics, but boys, we can hit on those. So I just want to be really forthright with our audience. Hassel Uh-oh. and I are both. What, oh no, what's going to happen? What is it? Well, we're both on vacation. Is everything next okay? Week. What? I'm just telling them that what's we're wrong? on vacation next week. Oh God, I thought you were going to be breaking some terrible news. Okay, guys, I have to be very forthright with you here. <laughs> this is our last show. Do you um? <laughs> You're a Saturday Night Live guy. Do you remember the episode where Tom Brokaw wants to go on like a three-month vacation? Yeah, I've done spoofs on that for CBS. The Gerald Ford one? Yes. Gerald Ford, (laughs) da-da-da. Age of 84. He's eaten by one of the all-time best. Oh, God. I love it. I watch it all the time. So what's the news that you wanted to to we are going to pre-record a show for next Thursday, kind of just an evergreen type one that, that can't be dated. And then we are going to do a show on Sunday night is the plan. Is right, that boys? going to be a live show this Sunday? Um, Probably. We'll figure that out. Okay. We'll figure that out. But I figure yeah, we I'm, need to do I'm it. Going to, uh, I'm going to Greece. When next, do you leave? Uh, on Wednesday. And where You're are you going? going? I'm going to the Redneck Riviera, the Lake of the Ozarks, baby. It's the only place I Again? ever go. Again? You just went there. Yeah, it's the only place I ever go. I like it there. Jeez. Okay. Why go some? If you know you like it, why change? That's true. That's fine. Just weird. I kind of think it's weird that you would leave the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, for vacation. <laughs> hey, listen, if it was up to me, I would never even make these plans. This is The, the, the wife does all this stuff. She's what are you just going to eat? It. Gyros the whole week? You know what I'm going to have a lot of? Feta cheese. Feta, <laughs> feta cheese and That's gyros. how it came up. I was talking with Fails, <laughs> and he was like, oh, you're going to love, you're gonna love the, the food over there. The feta cheese is incredible, or as Williams calls it, feta cheese. <laughs> Andy gives me shit about that all the time. I, that's, I knew exactly who it was. Um, the, you had a tease story about the Oreo thing. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do that. that. Yeah, we're going to save that. Maybe we'll do that on Sunday. In fact, I'm starting to second guess if I can even share it. You'll share it. Everybody tweet at Hassle and tell him he needs to share the story. Peer pressure. How about Van Wink? I don't think he posted this on Twitter, but the night... After I shared the story about the crushed up Oreos, he goes out and he buys like that Oreo fluff and just puts it all over his face like some kind of disgusting sex craze maniac. I was with him when he did that. He was, yeah. We both like, ordered Oreo pie, William. We you did brought both, it home too. You're the one that decided to go all. Uh, yeah, he Zion was turned Williamson on by this it, thing. Okay? He was totally turned on by it. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Take care. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.